Welcome to our Next Big Thing podcast series. So joining me today from Singapore is Professor Doreen Hermans, who is an associate professor at the Singapore University of Technology and Design. So, Professor, I just want to thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So, um, you know, you're currently teaching AI, um, artificial intelligence, and how it's used for automatic music generation, so such as hit prediction and automatic transcription and um, it can even predict the stock market which is like crazy i'm curious to know you know what was it about this field in particular um, that made you want to pursue it further so um, my background is in economics so i'm a, I have a master's in business engineering and i suppose when i was uh, 23 24 uh, about to graduate i didn't quite feel up to joining a big company as a consultant or something. So instead, uh, when, when choosing a list of master thesis topics, I saw in the list uh, music and meta heuristics. And I've always been a musician myself. So I thought, well, this sounds uh, more interesting than uh, all the other economic topics in the list. So I, I just felt like doing something creative and fresh. And uh, the, the thesis turned out super well. And it turns out that you can use all of these techniques that we use for timetabling and scheduling uh, boats, etc. You can use that to generate music and you could apply them in, in uh, audio problems. Uh, for instance, things like Spotify are doing like, how do you recommend the next song that you want to listen to? Like to, to predict those sorts of things, we use data science technologies and AI technologies that are also often applied in the economics field. So that's mm -hmm. sort of how I made a little bit of that shift from economics towards music. And because music is in essence a time series, mm -hmm. right? You have one note after the other. Um, I, I've recently gotten a little bit back to my economic background and started working a little bit in, in the financial markets as well, which is in essence also time series, right? right. What do you think are some of the misconceptions when it comes to artificial intelligence and music? What do you think are some of the misconceptions about that? Well, um, I often get asked, like, will AI replace musicians? Because we've been working now for a long time on, on can we automatically generate music? And so on the one hand, we have all these blog posts for people creating a little deep neural network and they generate, they, they put a little fragment and it sounds pretty okay. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's a few issues with that kind of work. So first of all, there's short snippets. So to actually generate a full song, you need uh, something to engage the listeners to listen to it. Like maybe right. a theme, something that causes an earworm. Um, so it's still a little bit of a challenge to really get that structured music out there. Mm. And then a second aspect is emotion. So emotion and music are very much connected. So ever since the 50s, psychologists and cognitive scientists have been studying the effect that music has on your emotions. Right? You're going through a bad breakup, you listen to music to make you feel better mm -hmm. or to, you know, uh, comfort you. And if an AI is just generating a music, uh, I don't know, the, the highest probability music, maybe it doesn't emotionally resonate with you. Right. So we've been yeah, and so we've been trying to make uh, systems that uh, allow you to control the emotion in the generated music. And you know, you you've been teaching for a while too. Um, what what do you think? Um, what do you think 
is the interest of the students right now? You know, those students that you teach, what do, what, what do you think their, their main interests in um, AI or music is, is right now? Um, you know, for, for those who are not too familiar with, you know, with the, with the integration of, of AI and music, um, how do you think, um, how do you think we, we can become more interested in a topic like this? Because it can be intimidating, you know, artificial intelligence being, you know, having it perhaps um, shape the way the music industry is going. Um, so how can we, how, how do you think we can become more interested in this? Um, there's a great community called ISMER, which is the International Society, Society for Music Information Retrieval. And they have, uh, they have some mentorship programs and they an organize an annual conference as well. Um, it's, it was online this year, so you might be able to find the videos online if people are interested to see what, what sort of stuff uh, these researchers are, are getting into. Um, there's a particular subgroup, which is the WIMIR, the Women in Music Information uh, Retrieval Research. Uh, and they have a mentorship program as well. I, I usually serve as a mentor there. So where we have uh, Skype meetings with people interested in becoming a, a researcher or implementing some of this technology. And we'll do uh, three Skype meetings in a, a term. And then we'll, we'll try to get them on their way in this field. And, and you know... Looking at the future, um, I feel like we're in the future right now, though. But look, looking in, in the near future, do, do you see us using more artificial intelligence, um, specifically maybe in the music industry or in other industries as well? Like, do you see this, this uh, further integration? Um, a good question. I suppose it depends a bit on the student. Um, <clears throat> so the course I teach, for instance, in data science is, is, is a general course. But there's an integrated project, uh, and I suggest a few topics in music, which I encourage them to work on, and they were very popular this year. So I, I'm sure there's uh, a growing interest in this field. Back when I was starting this research in like 2004 or something, um, I really had to explain, like, why would anybody want to build music technology? But now it's very easy. You have Shazam, you have Spotify, you have all these things. And maybe soon we'll have a, a music generation app. I mean, there was a big music generation company in London. They got bought by TikTok. So maybe TikTok will generate mu music for our videos soon. So the things are happening really in this space. Hmm. And you talked about, you know, when you, when you first got started in, in the industry and, and how you had to explain to people why, why this is needed right now. Um, like what, if you can fully elaborate on that and, and what were some of the challenges um, when you first entered the field? Yeah, so, so um, when I was doing my thesis, I suppose that's where it started in an economics faculty. They're asking me, well, what's the economic importance of this? Um, <clears throat> and I think the main way I, I explained this was back then at least, the amount of money being put into the music uh, industry and the amount of money it costs just to break one new artist in the in the market is really high. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, I think I don't know the the number by heart, but you, we're talking about multiple millions here just to to get one new artist uh, known to the public, really. So if we have some AI that could help us, maybe you would invest in this artist or in that artist. Um, that would help. So that's also why we worked on things like hit prediction. 
whereby listening to just the music, we're trying to identify the song might have some potential or not. So I think the industry uh, is reshaping a bit with this whole digital revolution right now. A record company isn't just uh, burning records. They also need to have a digital presence. So they, they need to have a platform to uh, let Spotify connect to them. It needs to be secure. They, they, they're becoming a software company, really. And in a similar way, uh, things are going to be handled differently. Let's say for producers as well, maybe, okay, we can generate music, but maybe our music generation, <coughs> I'm so sorry, <coughs> our music generation algorithm is actually designed to support composers. So if I'm composing, I don't know, in Logic Pro or in Ableton, maybe I can have a plugin that says, okay, um, generate me an idea or a of a theme, and then I can work with that. So it's sort of providing these meta tools that can make the work of our composers easier or the work of our DJs easier to recommend appropriate music or like we're, we're really wanting to support the current industry. Yeah, it's never easy because uh, to, to really make a product commercially available also, uh, it needs to go beyond academia. Right? So we can make nice command line scripts, um, but then it needs to be brought further. But I think since a lot of people are doing this now and the big music companies uh, are actually engaging researchers more and more. So if, if you attend the conference I, I spoke of earlier, you'll see that sponsors are Spotify, Last.fm, all, all these big names. So they are actually taking up the research and bringing it to the next stage. Mm, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Um, because like, like you said, I, I think that that's, that's sort of where we're headed now. It's like, you know, we need that, um, that support of, of AI to, to perhaps use it to our, our advantage in the future as well. Yeah, for sure. We, yeah, it's, it's something very powerful. And industries, I think, or companies, they need to jump on it before they miss the boat. You don't want to be stuck in the, the old way of doing things when you'll get overtaken by new new companies with newer technologies. Hmm. And so but I think, think that works for all industries in general, sorry. Right, no, that's okay. Um, so do you think that there's more of an urgency, like the, there needs to be more of an urgency to, to um, integrate AI in, in the music industry? Like, do you, do you find that's the case? I think they're doing pretty well at this moment, yeah. And we might not be aware what, what companies are doing behind the scenes, uh, because if, yeah, if a record company is, is using some sort of AI algorithm to, to help them pinpoint their artists, I mean, they get, what, maybe 500 demo submissions a week or something. So they, they might not have the manpower to listen to all of them. Maybe right. they'll use some sort of screening algorithm to evaluate like roughly the quality. I'm not sure they would admit it necessarily to the public if they were doing that um, because, you know, they're, they're an expert company. Hmm. But um, yeah, for sure, everyone is really doing this. This industry is really moving forward. But if we look at the social network, we can predict uh, hit songs even better. Uh, so what we did was we examined data from Last FM and we followed the thousand users or something for a period of several months and we tracked everything they listened to and we noticed that we could identify several users and just knowing that these uh, users listen to a new song would 
make us predict with 98% certainty that next week it'll be in the top 10 of the charts. So these are sort of trendsetters or early adopters or people with a big following group that, that influences uh, what other people are listening to. So the, these social dynamics are really important for uh, companies to study. Hmm. So what you're saying is, you know, um, it it depends on the person, obviously, who's listening to it, but like it also depends on the on the people around that person who's you know interested in the same thing, basically, and that could predict, yeah. you know, whether it it reaches the top charts or whether it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the people our our interactions on the internet are are very important for this, and it can give us a lot of insights into. Uh, predicting your future behavior you know i i have to ask this question about like the ethical part of it you know because there is there is um this thing where you know we you're taking potentially users information and, and trying to predict like what could happen um is that is that a concern as well um it, well we always very careful about that whenever we do a study we'll we'll get ethical approval and make sure we don't use any uh uh, private uh, data, uh, but we are researchers, right? So the right. data we use from Last FM is just whatever is on the people's public profiles, so fully public. Uh, what companies do, of course, uh, they should follow whatever privacy agreement we all agree to when we signed up. Uh, so that, yeah, that is a big question. That's I suppose that's why some people still stay away from social networks. Um, on the other hand, I suppose if I see advertisement or something, I'd rather it be tailored to my profile than than not. Um, as long as they don't misuse the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually a yeah, it's a big issue separate from from music. I think. What are you currently? Is there anything that you're working on right now that you'd want people to know that you're you know any upcoming projects or any you know, anything like that? Um, So we have a big uh, music generation project going, which is basically using the latest uh, technology and deep learning, like the transformers to generate uh, full lead sheet music. So lead sheet is like uh, popular songs which which have melody, lyrics, chords, bass and drums. So we're doing that and we're trying to make uh, the emotion of the music steerable. So you could start off sad and end up happy, for instance. Um, We also have some projects going on audio transcription, which is a very interesting and important problem. And it's basically the fact that if you have an MP3, what you want to know the score, like you're a guitarist and you really want to know the chords of this song, or you play saxophone and you want to know what that solo, uh, what those Mm -hmm. notes are. So that's what we're trying to solve. <clears throat> but if there's many instruments in the particular song, <clears throat> sorry, it gets uh, it gets really difficult to do this. Well, um, Professor, I just want to thank you for your time today. Um, I certainly learned a lot from from your research, um, and I hope our listeners our listeners um, you know are interested in this as well. Um, so, Professor, just thank you again for your time, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was really my pleasure. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.